But right. nonetheless, let's just let's just bring you on now. Let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into what the heck, right? Wow, you guys are like on it. That's amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. You're amazing, Heidi. Let's go ahead and introduce her, guys. She's an amazing actress. We all got to see this amazing film today. Psychological thriller that kept me on my toes. It was creepy. It was freaky. It was oh man, it was sends chills down my spine. Twists, man, and twists and turns, upside down, inside out, guys. Uh, actress, and I hope I get the pronunciation right. Johanna Meyer. Oh, that's perfect. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Wow. Look Heidi Johanna Meyer, who plays Rebecca. Uh, in this uh, psychological thriller, um, which, um, again, heavy, heavy film. Um, um, I think with the, the pandemic, uh, you know, it, it, people's depressions, maybe at an all-time high. <laughs> so maybe this kind of fits the theme of the whole uh, pandemic and everybody uh, <laughs> possibly being depressed. Um, but it does tack, tackle a very uh, serious issue uh, in suicide. Um Hadi, if you could tell us a little bit of how you got involved with this project. Yeah, I uh, I work out of Chicago, and I was actually in Ohio doing a Netflix film the last summer, and I got presented this script, and uh, I'll never forget. I'm I'm sitting in my hotel room. I was there for a couple of weeks, and I'm reading through this script, which is a psychological thriller, and you know with all the twists and turns and. And uh, I get to this one part in the script and I get so angry that I slam the script down on the bed and I walk off with tears streaming down my wow. face. Can I ask you which part it is? Because I think I know the part because that was the part that got me too. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a, a, yeah, like when it was like the first yeah. twist. Yeah, I, I feel we should talk about all the non-spoilery things first and then we'll kind of... Uh, disclaimer our audience and we'll then we'll get to the spoiler alert. questions okay. a little so early. Many, I have so many questions. Yes. So, I love it. Okay. okay. Sounds awesome. good. Yeah. So the first twist. Um, and I thought I really want to do this. This is something I really want to do. Even though I was, uh, I knew it would be psychologically challenging mm. and um, I knew the weight of it, but um, also having a, um, a really sincere heart for mental health because of family and friends and myself. Um, I just, I wanted to honor that. So there were so many pe reasons to say yes. Um, so I went after it and, and then I had the opportunity to meet with the director, writer, producer, kind of like everything. Yeah. And um, he was just, so committed. I mean, from the very beginning, I remember Marissa Ross is the casting director and she's amazing. I mean, she's cast huge shows like the Americans and, and now we're blessed to have her in Chicago. And, um, before I actually got cast, I'd already done two reads for Ravine and he had me for coffee and I met his wife and his kids. And I remember wow. Marissa, Ravine, you can't do that. <laughs> Um, and I remember him sitting me down at one point and he, he asked me, I, I just want to get this off my chest. I just need to ask you, can you do this? Can you psychologically do this? Ooh. And I remember in, in my mouth saying yes. And my mind saying, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and you and you delivered. Yeah, you certainly well, delivered, Heidi. Phenomenal acting, and um, this this must. I mean, this is huge for because you're a lead in a major film um, with a great cast, and uh, um, uh, congratulations uh, for, for securing that role. Um, what I thought was really interesting, um, Heidi, is that the director, uh, Robin Gandhi, um, is a corporate guy. He's not a film guy specifically. Yeah. CEO of GMM Nonstick Coatings. And he took three weeks to shoot, I guess, a passion project, I guess, right? Because that's, yeah. uh, filmmaking is not his first line of work. Uh, how, how did you find him as a director? Because he's not your typical film director from a film background. He's just um, a corporate guy with big, right. a big idea and a big dream. So right. how, how was remember, that experience? When I actually got offered the role, I remember calling my agents and saying, okay, so this could be a huge opportunity because it, it is my first time playing a lead in a film. Um, I have reoccurring roles on TV, but this was my opportunity to be the lead of a film and, 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 and a dramatic film. I said, so it could either be a dream come true or <laughs> be a nightmare. You know what I mean? I, he hadn't directed a film before. He hadn't written yeah. a film before. He hadn't produced a film before. And I thought, who is this guy? Right. CEO. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Especially from an artist background where yeah. we all like to like, you know, put our dues in and be poor for decades. And <laughs> like, who are you? Right, uh, right. But, but you couldn't tell, though. I watched this film. Right. I, I read the, the bio of the director afterwards. Like, wow. I mean, what I, I saw was an amazing product. So amazing. Um, and we've become so close. Uh, tomorrow we're actually zooming with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh wow! <laughs> and, so, and like, cool. Well, yeah. we had you first. We had like you first for Gwyneth. We had you first for Pepper Potts. Me <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna have a Zoom with Gwyneth Paltrow tomorrow. Do you want to come? Um, he has oh. no ego, and he is just. Awesome. I always like to say, and it's so true, it's almost impossible to know Ravine and um, and not put him on a pedestal. Yeah. He is so hardworking and he's so intelligent and he doesn't have an ego. And uh, there was never a time where I didn't feel protected. You know, I, I, I'm the female lead of this and we have all these amazing male other like co-stars right between ravine and ryan lamar who's a producer um i just felt like the little sister of all these big brothers like it was it was a you know this is this is how i can bring it all together there was a part where we were shooting and i said to somebody on set i realized that if i'm not happy right now I'm never going to be happy as an actor because this is everything. And to wow. deceive myself by saying if it were a bigger budget, if it were, no, 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 no. The script is great. The role is great. My actors, Colin and Gid and Yancey are great. Yes. My director is great. My producer is great. If I'm not happy right now, then I'm never going to be happy. Wow. So. Yeah, he's amazing. I really, I can't say enough. We have all these dramatical scenes and people, people used to get almost weirded out by it, but we got to a point where he could read the other lines. <laughs> it would just make me like, go there because I had such a trust level for him. 
Um, wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Well, let's talk about working so closely with Colin Egglesfield and yeah. Gideon Emery. I mean, these are two seasoned actors. Um, how did you lo- enjoy, first of all, working with them as scene partners? And uh, did they, um, you know, perhaps give you any coaching while doing your scenes, any advice or in general? Things yeah. Like that? Um, so Gid and Colin are both amazing actors, amazing men, and they could not be more different. <laughs> Um, so Colin is like the one you're going to take to a party and Gid is the one that you're going to tell all your secrets to. Um, <laughs> he he kind of had that vibe going for him. For oh, I have to tell you. Um, when he I wasn't didn't... chiseled out of a fucking stump of <laughs> redwood, man. I swear, the dude was like yeah. a stump yeah, was... statue. <laughs> what what he did was he gave me all of his body fat. That's what he, did. <laughs> he said to all of us on set. He was like, "Here you go, here you go, here." You... Yeah, no. Uh, it is it is originally from South Africa, and he's um, British wow. as well. And he is just the quintessential gentleman. Um, he is so thoughtful and you know, just, just easy to work with. You just look into those eyes and you just go there. You know, the, my biggest difficulty was, um, was not loving his character. I mean, I, yeah, I found so much, he brought so much humanity to this villain that it was to like realize, okay, so when is the moment where I decide He's the bad guy, you know, and those are the best villains. Those are the best villains where you see so so much humanity. Um, And then Colin is, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. (laughs) When we were shooting first in the beginning, he's just jokes. Yeah, he's (laughs) jokes all the time, and he's fun, and he's sweet. And um, in the very beginning, we had to take all those photos, you know, for the film. Right. And uh, that was the first time we met. So we hadn't shot any scenes yet doing these photos. And we would be out in Chicago and it's summer and there would be crowds because it's pre-COVID. And I was going to ask when you guys shot. Yeah. Two years ago, ago, which is crazy. And he would be like, he would make up these scenarios out of nowhere. And Pete, like, it was it was crazy. It was like these improv scenes that he would play out in front of people. And uh, he's just a ball. But you have to be on your toes at all times with him because he can get you in a lot of trouble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's one of those types. No. <laughs> he's <totally laughs> I can see it. I can I see it. it. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of very heavy. I know, Morgan, you love that word, heavy. Heavy material very dark material in this at any point during the script were you uncomfortable with any particular scenes or subject matter no i really wasn't just in i really uh did my research beforehand and i'm very blessed to be in the position where i have friends that are psychologists and therapists and so they were my very first reference point good had counseled people who were suicidal, uh, manic depressive, and who had seen um, suicide play out. Mm. And so speaking with them, that was my my first step. My second step was uh, 
doing research where people who had attempted suicide ended up not going through with it. Um, and that was through the internet and listening, listening to their testimonials. Um, and then lastly, it was just speaking to people who had lost people to suicide in my life. And um, so once you have the research and I knew everybody's intention with the film, mm-hmm. I just felt like if I come at this as honestly as I can with as much heart and strength that I see in these characters, um, I don't need to worry about it. I need to let go of that, you know? So um, for me, the biggest thing that I learned and I realized through the process before we started shooting was the strength of these individuals. Yeah. You know, uh, people that battle suicidal thoughts are some of the strongest people in the world. Uh, It's not a momentary thought for them. It's an everyday thing. and, And they battle it for themselves and people they love. And I just... I have so much respect after um, this film and the research that I did for for people that um, stand up to it, make it through it. You know, I think yes. that there's this horrible taboo around mental health, and that's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate because we don't need to be losing 22 people a day to suicide. Yeah. Oh wow. And all they do is a hand and say you're not alone, and and mm-hmm. and they're not alone. If we're all being honest, you know nobody nobody um, bats an eyelash at saying that they're taking medicine for their heart or their thyroid mm-hmm. or you know anything. Right. But we still have this issue of talking about mental health, and 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 we're really just doing society a disservice. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel that at the end of the day, there is a message about mental health in this film? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I really, I think that's what makes us different than other psychological thrillers. You know, obviously people that love psychological thrillers are going to love this film, but I'm actually not a huge thriller fan. I do like psychological thrillers, but I think the cool thing about this film is I do think there's a message and that message is, you know, what you do with today and, to not take today for granted and tomorrow mm-hmm. and that it's worth fighting for um, because it is, you know, uh, it's really stuck with me. And something that Ravine has put on my heart is, I mean, Confucius said it, but he was the one that introduced me to the saying. And he said, Confucius said, we have two lives. And the second one begins when we realize we only have one. Mm-hmm. And so I hope people watch this film and they really think about if I only had a hundred days to live, what would I do? But then they yep. multiply that and they right. multiply that and they right. keep doing that throughout their life. You know, unfortunately, sometimes we get complacent and we stop asking ourselves, what are we grateful for? And I am <laughs> one of those people. Absolutely. You know, so it's it's uh, I always say I, my we goal. all are. like when I when when you said that last line, like I told Al, I got like kind of choked up because it's like you can sorry you can take like the small mundane things and it's like but we're alive and you're grateful and like life is good and it's and it's hard you know some days are better than others and it's I really thought that that was really powerful sorry it's okay <laughs> I, wow I think that's it really resonated with you more as humans is do what you're doing right now 
and being honest. I mean, if we would do that for one another, we're not just here, you know, to, we don't have to hide. We can be real with one another. And, and, and the best way that we can do that is if everybody is real. There's this beautiful saying. I, I came up on this really amazing organization, and it's called um, Hope for the Day. And they're on Instagram. And I'm like, please let me find it. Oh, here it is. <laughs> and it says, the more we talk about mental health, the more we realize we're not crazy, fucked up, or insane. We're human beings going through this thing called life. Correct. And I... I have been at lows in my life. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have been at lows and I've been at highs. And the things that got me through the lows was another human being reaching out their hand saying, you are not alone. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It just, for me, it's like, you know, I was just watching the uh, Britney Spears documentary and it's like 20 years ago, we were all, I mean, and I love her, but like we were all talking about, oh my God, she's crazy. And it's like, and now, I mean, I, I think we've gotten a little bit better with mental health, but we're, you're right. We're still not, we're not where we need to be. Like some, it's, I feel like it's like 20, maybe 30%. I don't know. Like some people are like, okay, like this is something we can talk about. Like this is something we can like, it's, it's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to talk about how you're feeling because I believe you like that is the only way out. Like if you have another human being, someone that you can, even if they don't understand you, you can just talk about it because 20 years ago, Brittany was shaving her head and the world was calling her crazy. I think, unfortunately, I'm reading this really great book right now and it's how to think like a monk. (laughs) And I laugh because I'm so far from a monk. Um, So I'm like, Uh, But that being said, I think, unfortunately, what you're dealing with is you're dealing with two very humanistic characteristics. And one is humanity. And the other is that if we pull somebody else down or don't show our own weaknesses, how that makes us stronger. But we won't get stronger until we support one another. You know, uh, we don't diminish. I think this was... So I I didn't come up with this. I'm going to preface the next thing I say. I am Mm -hmm. not. But we don't diminish our light by sharing our light with others. It's away from it, you know. Um, And that's why my character does what she does. Yeah. In the film, she works at a suicidal um, support group. Support group. Yeah. Yeah. Because her mom committed suicide because she has these um, these secrets. Yeah. You know, and she finds peace through helping others. And I actually really do think I every time that. I felt low in my life, I have found if I volunteer or yeah. I get out of my own mind, I feel so much better. I feel I like so much better. I agree with you. Sure. Yeah. So I'd like to get more into the story of, of the film. So this will be more spoilery. Yeah. yeah. Questions Spoiler. based on the movie. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Because yeah, we sure. want everybody to watch this film. But let's go into some of the major twists and turns. So first of all, my God, my my jaw dropped with what I consider the biggest twist. There were several of them. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah. fact that all the victims were in on it. That, that was voluntary. the one where that, was that, that the one that you could throw the script down? 
Yes, that's where I threw the script down. And okay. I because to me, that was the biggest betrayalment. Yes. Um, Agreed. <laughs> and, you know, also at this point, she she's just learning about his past. So I don't think that I've completely digested that when I feel the full betrayal. I think if Rebecca had been watching the film, it would have been more understandable where he was coming from. Right. But I, all she heard when she's reading that journal is he was in on this. Yeah. And it was the ultimate heartbreak. I mean, it can almost take me back there just thinking about it. It was the ultimate because she was so in love with him, you know. Um, this was this in a way her was her salvation. Wow. And I did have a question on on the character of of Victor. Um, so he, you know, at first he seems like a normal guy. He's your coworker at the uh, suicide prevention line. And then things start to get really creepy with him um, and how he feels that he is responsible for some of the people that had committed suicide, the people that he were, wasn't willing to save. Is it the gunshot that causes him to go crazy or is that just is it just the fact that he survived the suicide? Um, what put him over the edge or did he actually get some brain damage um, from the gunshot? He was stuck in the coma. For a hundred a day, a hundred, but aware, which, you know, is, is the question when people are in comas, can they hear us? Can they right. feel us? And are they conscious? Right. Yeah. He was conscious. Right. For conscious that like trapped. Yeah. He was, he was trapped. And what he really wanted was to be free of all this. Yeah. And he didn't even find that when he went for it. So I think it's that, I think it's feeling that, um, the thing he couldn't accomplish, he gives to others. You know, uh, that that would be a great question for Gid or Ravine. So this is just me from the outside looking. Outside looking in, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I really, I saw so much humanity in Gid. Um, because, or I should say Victor, until yeah. the last point. Because we can see it in everyday life. I mean, anytime, and it, it's in every, it's in every uh, sector of the world. You see people that are so consumed with one thought, and they're so centered on it that they forget that they're giving up everything that mattered to them on the way. I always say to people that are getting into acting, it's really important to think about um, what you want. It's equally important to think about what you don't want. Mm -hmm. You won't give up. What parts of yourself you won't give up? And that, that answer is different for everybody. And it should be. It should be a very personal question. Um, but he's so focused on this quest that um, he sacrifices. You know, everything oh. made him good. Wow. And the uh, twist did definitely answer some questions as far as how he was able to get those photos uh, of you two together in bed. And, of course, the other victims, because they're in on, they let him inside the house. You know, it's, it's kind of implied. I, once, I once called it the dropped. I call it a Kaiser Soze moment. Uh, I yeah. don't know if it, it, I like, mean, yeah, there were that that moment in The Usual Suspects for me will always be one of the greatest movie twists of all time. And when when the when you get the no, the, the 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 knowledge that it was all voluntary it was all mm -hmm. yeah like it yeah. that's i i had those same feelings 
with the Kaiser Soze moment. So I, I mean, I just don't think that's it, that's what I really enjoyed about it. And then for me, the other moment when your character finally killed spoiler yeah. alert shoots yeah. Victor. I didn't know if if Rebecca was going to let him finish what he was going to do or if she was plotting to kill him. I had no idea. I was shocked. And I was actually shocked that the ending went the way it did. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that she probably had moments where she didn't know what she was going to do. But when when I went there, I knew what I was going to do. When I walked up those stairs, I knew what I was going to do. And uh, and I think that as much as this was something that I never wanted to have to do, I also took joy in knowing it would end here. Yeah. You know, um, it was a very emotional scene to shoot, you know, to really be committed to it, it being in the moment. You know, that's always that's always the funny thing is I wouldn't say I'm a method actor because I I leave it at set. Sure. You know, and that was something I had to decide when I took this project on is because, mm. you know, for 21 days you're playing these psychological scenes. And and I had realized that I could not bring that home to me. Um, but I did commit when I was on set and when I was in a scene that I would go there. Mm -hmm. And so I knew in my mind who I was putting down Yeah. and who I was saving. And I mean, I think I love her. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of have to, you kind of have to. Yeah. I mean, this is where it wasn't a Dexter moment, but it, at the same hand, it was. This is a dirty job, and she's willing to do it because it has to stop here. Yeah. Um, and also at one of her weakest moments. But that is that is the hero story. A hero doesn't need to be perfect. Right. Well, what's interesting about a hero that's perfect. Yeah. Perfect you know, heroes are boring. Yeah, I mean, if we really think about it, I told my son this the other day. Um, and he's little, he's five. And I said, buddy, mm-hmm. I said he was scared about something. And I said, but being brave, the only way you can be brave is if you were scared, mm-hmm. be ashamed of being scared. You don't get the opportunity yeah. if you're not scared, you know, and we don't have the opportunity wow. to the hero of our story. If we don't pull ourselves up from, right. you know, some, yeah. Some, I always like to tell people, and I tell myself too, our past doesn't define us. It doesn't. You got to let go of it. Mm. From the hero of your story, let go of it. Um, It's not about how many times you fall down. It's about how many times you get up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are the people I respect. Yeah. Did Rock say that? Phoenix. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, when... During the last scene, though, Heidi, I, I actually, I predicted that, that something would happen. I, I didn't. I had no it. idea. I, I didn't think, only because I, it was towards the end of the film. This movie was already so dark. We had to see some light at the tunnel and at the end of the tunnel and see some. I didn't know. But that's the thing. I would have been totally you know, fine with it if it went the other way. Oh, you would have been okay with it. I was okay. prepared for it. I was prepared for that. I was prepared yeah. for that. 
watching it, my prediction was that the detective would, would, would break in and barge in. That's what I was thinking, but they gave it to you for, yeah. for the kill. Wonderful, I thought. And, and they should have. Because he's a serial killer of sorts, even though they went voluntarily. Yeah. So your character has no... Um, um, repercussions of, of from shooting them, correct? Right, like, right, none. Yeah, okay. yep. which is no. a little Hollywood. Right, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I I think he, he he knew the detective knew, and I had left him that sign. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, ah, that's that's it was like so he was basically like, we got it. Thank yeah. you. Like, there you go. Yeah, with cops, it's not what you know; it's what you can prove. And he, I liked he decided that. to put you. I liked that he was like, "Okay, yeah. our girl, we like this." Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think if it would have ended a different way that I would have. Um, uh, I think I would have been a little bit more uneasy about doing the role. I'm glad that people think it's going to possibly end one way, but I'm really glad it ends the way that it does because. Yeah. I, feel like there would be that message of hope and strength if it didn't end the way that it did i agree i agree and but that's what i also really respected about the film is that um i can't remember his name your director's name again yeah ravine ravine the yeah. way he was able to style the film it it made itself that way and it it like i was able to kind of take that ride with it and kind of accept it yeah um I appreciated that Rebecca made her decision and took out Victor and left that the way it was, but it was just the styling of his, of, of the filmmaking and the way they captured those moments really made it believable to me that it could very well have gone in that direction. And like, I'm thinking in my head of what that ending would have looked like and it would have fit with the rest of it. Right. Uh, and that's right. what made it so good. That's what I enjoyed about it. Yeah, for sure. And I really, you know, we recorded several several different voiceovers for when uh, I'm driving off. And the biggest thing that we wanted to present to the audience is that she's not suddenly okay. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not like Quite the opposite. very mm -hmm. young. Right. Like, got to all figure it out. Uh, and we really wanted to present it that, you know, she was going to work towards the future. That was what we were presenting. Oh, hi, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's. So, hi, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Morgan, please go ahead. Sorry, I just thought that that, like, the last part was, like, so poignant because it's, like, you know, we're not all okay every day. We're not all happy every day. But, no, like, no. but... You are, you wake up, you are alive, and you're grateful for that, and you know that you won't give up, and you know that you're stronger. And I just was like, yeah. And that's when I just, like, lost it. I was like, yes. I was like, <laughs> just put the whole film yes. as the tagline. Right there, what you said. I know so many people, women, men, like, old or younger, like, Everyone is like, even through COVID, like before COVID, after, it's like there's a point in everyone's life where we're all struggling. And like that line is just like, like I try to do that th same thing every day. I try to go, what am I grateful for? And I try to like write a couple things down and then I do like an affirmation. It's like some days are easier than others, but like we are alive. 
And that is something to be grateful for. And you know that you are stronger and you know that you can keep going. And so thank you. Thank you. Of course, this um, amazing movie is on demand. Um, There's actually a website, 100daystolive.co. Um, yeah, and, we'll um, to number 17 on Apple TV, which is yes. crazy. Yep. So this press release said 22, I so now it's up to 17. Heidi's eyes are like this beautiful blue. Like she's like, <laughs> she's just yeah, like yeah. stunning. I'm like, she is stunning. Great she's actress, what a person, but stunning also. Yeah. But one <laughs> quick thing I wanted to talk before we uh, let you go, Heidi. Uh, you're a part of one of my favorite shows, Shameless. Yeah. And you oh, played. Yeah. And I rewatched your episode to recall your character. You were Len, the yogi, yes. um, who had your scooter stolen. And this is a talk about a completely different type of project, a comedy. And Shameless also shot in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was great. So um, tell us about uh, you about that project, uh, working that episode, working closely with Ethan Kakowski, who plays Carl. I mean, he's just yes. so enjoyable. It's it's it's. It's unreal. So, I mean, you work with, I've been, I've, I've been fortunate to work with a wide array of actors and some, you know, I had on a pedestal before I met them, you know, Annette Benning, uh, Patrick Swayze. I, I, I went into it being like, don't make a fool of yourself. And then um, they were so kind and gentle. Um, and then there are people that you didn't realize should be on pedestals like Alfred Molina and yeah. yeah, Oh my God, he blew my mind and Ethan and, and you just, that's the beautiful thing about getting to be an artist is every day you're discovering these people that you're working with and you're just blown away by their talent. Especially I have to tell you in a city like Chicago, Mm -hmm. every day we had these actors come on set and I was just humbled by how terrific they were. Um, and that's the beauty of uh, of these these artists is everyone's waiting for an opportunity. And man, when somebody gets it and they shine, it's just, it's really something to be in the midst of. Yeah, but you did great and shameless. Great. Well, can you expand upon any more with um, working with Patrick Swayze? Yeah, what's Swayze like? He was, I have to tell you, so funny. And talk about somebody who is just so strong. I worked with him on his last project, The Beast. Yeah, um, really? Yeah, oh, great. great yes. Um, and I worked on the season finale. So I worked oh, with him cool. on the last episode that he ever did in his career. And uh, He was fighting cancer at the time that um, he was filming that, right? Okay. He was. So much pain. And you never know. You know what I mean? You'd never know. But I'll never forget. um, My husband came to set to see me, which he never does. He's actually very shy and he's like an artist fireman. And that is not his scene. (laughs) He happened to come see me and I was doing my scene and the monitors are set up and chairs are set up. And so somebody was like, well, go take a a seat by the monitors and watch her. So he does. And he's sitting there and all of a sudden he feels this presence right next to him. And he looks over and he's like, and it was Patrick Swayze. <laughs> then when he had looked over, he looked down and he realized he was sitting in his chair. So my husband's like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, sit. And he like put his hands on his shoulders like, 
watch your life. And he was that kind of guy. So, yeah. And there's always actors that you think are, are, you know, great people. And, like, it's always good to hear someone yeah. reaffirm that, you know, in person. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Alfred Molina, I have to tell you, blew my mind. I got to do a play with him in L.A. And cool. I had this entrance uh, every night right before his big monologue for the Cherry Orchard where he, like, bears his soul and heart. Mm. And every night. Dr. Octopus. I was like, yes. Every night, I was, like, trying to wipe the tears before I went on because he just broke oh. my heart every night. He was just so good. And and at the same hand, he is, like, just the kindest human being, you know? So I got to oh. tell you, it's uh, there are good people in the world. There are good people in the world. And we just we just need to connect with that more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. awesome. And and the fact that throughout the last question, are there any dream projects left for you, Heidi? Um, is there yeah. particular maybe fandom, Marvel, you know, <laughs> fantasy? You just, what would I you mean, like to do next? Absolutely, absolutely, dream job is to be a Marvel character. I mean, yes. I just, yes. and we're like Marvel fanatics. So I mean, female Thor. That'd be dope. Yeah, all right. You can pull it off, definitely. Yeah. I, I can see it. Anyway, um, and I'm going to mispronounce his name. The director that did Ragnarok, uh, he also did... Um, Taika Waititi. Oh! <laughs> You'd love yeah. to work with him one day. That is a dream <laughs> job. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my kids would really like if I work with Dwayne Johnson. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, to believe it, believe it or not, I really love playing strong women. And so any like Marvel or kind of like Hobbs and Shaw, you know what I mean, Shaw? Yes. I, I, I see it for that. I kind of okay. want to be a fast woman. Um, I like to watch any scenes where there's Black Widow and then and then tell everybody in the room, I can do that. And then they're all like, no, you can't. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, watch me. <laughs> watch me. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of awesome. something like that. All right. Heidi, amazing interview here on Below the Belt Show. Uh, Got to check out 100 Days to Live. Please check it out on video on demand. Apple TV. Uh, buy, buy, rent this, this amazing film. Yeah. Heidi, before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for 100 Days to Live. Yeah. Um, let us know you're on Below the Belt show and throw out a catchphrase, quote, or whatever whatever you want at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Below the Belt. I'm Heidi Jo Henningmeyer. I'm talking about 100 Days to Live, psychological thriller. You need to rent it, buy it right now, Amazon, Apple, on demand, and uh, check it out. See if you can get all the twists and turns before we get you. All right. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Have Thank you guys. This is so much fun. I'm so Thank sorry. Thank you. I literally wish I could show you the text. I'm like walking around with eye patches <laughs> on, and all of a sudden I look down and I'm like, We're we're, we're happy to have you. Early, you. late, on yeah, time. We love yeah. you. Either it's all way. good. It's all Should we good. do a, a snapshot? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Let's do a photo up. If we could okay. smile. <laughs> on the count of three. Hold on. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Yay. Awesome. 
Heidi, thanks so much. Have a great night and uh, good oh, good luck with your career and, and future projects. Thanks so we much. love your film. We love your Thank film. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.